Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never going to be better than this. This is episode 28, Miracle Run, from 2004. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And this is a sad day, because this is the last official Zac Efron movie that either... Now, you and I have now seen every Zac Efron movie. Have we? Did we... Yeah. Did we does this, is this it? We completed the circle? We completed the circle. We, what I found out since either we last recorded or we last talked about it, I think we, we for sure talked about it with Liam. There were two, we thought, movies, because an IMDb list says TV movies. Yes. Yeah. Triple Play and The Wide Wonderful World of Carl Lamke or something like that. Yeah. They are both eight minutes long, so they're just shorts. On the clip show, I think I found a clip maybe from one and maybe, like, pictures from another or something. Okay. Or maybe, like, there's, like, pictures from one and the other doesn't exist. Either way, all of the movies he's been in, we have now covered. So this is it. It's a sad day. Obviously, the ones we talk about every time, you know, there's more coming out this year that we're going to cover. We're going to do bonus episodes when they come out, but we've done them all. I didn't know that we were going to finish them today. I would have put more gravity into this watching. But at the same time, I feel like we can't end on a better note than Zeff being in a Lifetime movie, which is like my favorite genre of movie ever. So We knew it was a TV movie. We did not know it was a Lifetime movie. No idea. I don't even know until... So like... This movie's not easy to find. We had to find a rip online. It's a French rip with a different title and yes. uh, French subtitles every time there's English words on screen, which is really funny. That had no indication. And then when I was finding images for the page on me, I found screenshots. And on the screenshots, there were Lifetime original movie in text there. So that's the only reason I found out. But it makes total sense. It makes total sense. I only noticed it because one, you you mentioned you thought it was a Lifetime movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then when I was searching for the movie, it was tagged in a group on um, our favorite website thing that was tagged as Lifetime Movies. It's also known as what's it, The Unexpected Journey, I think, which is a terrible title for this. Miracle Run's not a great title, but it's a better title. Yeah, we can come up with some better ones near the end of this. If you look at the letterbox page, which we will get to, we can we can play the letterbox game for oh, cool. the last time in the regular run of Zack Attack. The, the regular season. The regular there. season. We're not there for the playoffs yet. Playoffs? The poster on the page is The Unexpected Journey. It's not Miracle Run. So oh. it's, uh, it's, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because our version was like a French title retranslated back into English. So maybe that was just lost in translation or <laughs> something. <laughs> the tagline for the movie on the DVD box or the poster or whatever is an inspiring story based on true events. They remind you that at the beginning of the movie. That this oh, I don't like, remember that. That's what I was going to ask. What? If they reminded you in the beginning of the movie, because I don't think I saw that or I don't remember. Or did I make a note of that and I already just forgot? I watched this two nights ago. It was in French and then had the English subtitles over the French <laughs> subtitles. Okay. And it said, like, based on true events or something. At the very end of the movie, we get a, where are they now? And I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> they just wrote in a, where are they now to a movie? <laughs> no. Which is really funny if it wasn't based on true story, like true events or like a real family or whatever. Yeah. I guess the fact that it's based on a true story isn't as funny, but it'll still be pretty funny. Yeah. The elephant in the room with this movie is that uh, Zac Efron plays an autistic kid. Yes. When we did all his movies, when Mike and I did all his movies, the Shia LaBeouf podcast, in a Disney Channel original movie, True Confessions, Shia played a kid with autism. And how did that go? Uh, About as... Well, mm, it was... mm, (laughs) It was kind of more offensive than this. Like, I don't know. So here's the thing with this movie. The first half hour, it's Mary Louise Parker is the mom from Weeds. We talked about Weeds when we talked about this movie. Oh, we did? 
that's who remember, it is. Yeah, because you said all these girls want you to watch Weeds, and I was like, oh, just watch some of it. Don't watch all of it. Okay, yeah. So it's the same woman. She's like it's the, the same woman. Yes, this okay. is a year or two before Weeds started. So this was where she was at before she was cast as the lead in the Showtime show. So that's a real big come up for her. Yeah, dude. Apparently, everyone in this movie is killing it. You got Zeph and the chick from Weeds all in one Lifetime and movie. And Aiden Quinn is pretty big name too. Who's so, I mean, Aiden Quinn? He's the dad, or he's the boyfriend. He's the handyman who becomes the boyfriend. Okay, and what did he do since or after? Aiden Quinn has also been in... Anything I would know? No, he was in a Liam Neeson movie, Unknown. Oh, no. Let me see. I just know the name. Maybe maybe he's been on TV. He hasn't really been in movies. Hold on. He's in that show Elementary with Lucy Liu. Oh, who does he play? He plays Captain Thomas Gregson. He's been in 120 episodes of that. Oh, damn. Okay. Elementary was cool. I watched the first season of it, but I don't remember it. He is third build. So there's Johnny Lee Miller who plays Sherlock Holmes, and then Lucy yeah. Liu plays Watson, and then he's third build. So he's, he's one of the leads. He's in every episode. Well, good for him, too. So this Lifetime movie was lit. Oh, he was in four episodes of Weeds as CEO, so he reunited with Mary Louise Parker. They probably thought about how much of a bigger star... This was in 2011, so they probably thought about how much of a bigger star Zac Efron already was than both of them at that point. Yeah, he just totally leapfrogged them. That's pretty awesome. But yeah, so like when Shia played a kid with autism, it was kind of offensive. But here, again, it's like... I don't think it's really offensive, though. This one wasn't too bad. No, it was... No. Also, I didn't love the movie. I'm sure you liked the movie because it was lifetime trashy kind of yeah i liked it a lot it's it's another rough one sort of on par i would think with derby stallion yeah i like it better than derby stallion but it is very derby stalliony yes the first half hour of this movie uh, mary louise parker is mother to two five-year-old boys she finds out at five that they're autistic which i guess is kind of late I, it seemed kind of late to me right i don't know though we're not parents what's also weird is that it comes as a shock to her even though one of her kids has never said a word and the only other, and the other kid, they're twins, and the other kid only repeats things. So, like, clearly... Something developmentally is, yes. r- is r- awry. Not wrong, but just awry. When they get a diagnosis, like, her world collapses. Yeah. It's kind of like... I don't know, because it, it feels kind of... I mean, this is not a great comparison, but it feels kind of like when you're sick and you go to the doctor and you get a diagnosis. Like, you knew something was wrong already, you just now know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like her life is more difficult now that they're deemed autistic, because, like, they weren't having a great... Like, they weren't, quote-unquote, normal kids. You know what I mean? Like, it was yes. like, they already yeah. needed help. Yeah, she, and she knew it. Right, but she loses her mind when she finds out that they're autistic. She's like, yeah, she, like, she does, like, the full, like, autism... She's like, autism, and, like, has a meltdown. And it's like, come on, you, you kind of knew something was wrong here. Because she had taken them to, like, a few different doctors, too. Like, she mentions it. Yeah, they went to a bunch of doctors, right? Like, she went to a bunch yeah. of doctors and got a bunch of different diagnoses or, like, nobody diagnosed something. But, like, what's also weird is that she's shocked by it, and it seems like no one else in the world, aside from, like the doctor or whatever has ever dealt with somebody with autism like yes. all the teachers and everybody and this is the thing that was from the Shia movie too the parents who you know he was like 12 in that movie or something or maybe a little bit older maybe Zeph's age it's the same kind of thing like he's been acting out all his life it's like he was adopted it's like he was new to the situation but his parents and the people around him were like having meltdowns all the time like I understand like it's played up for the movie that we're watching and I'm sure and I'm not saying that like I have a different idea I'm not I'm, I'm sure that like you know having a kid with autism is never really easy you know what I mean like yeah. it's never like there's always going to be you're always going to get frustrated or you're going to wish things were different or whatever it just feels like it's played up for this that like everything is like i can't i can't believe these kids are doing this no i, I had the other 
thought that was like maybe we're just young enough that we don't remember when autism like wasn't very known about yeah so i'm thinking that like our perception of like you know she takes them to like five different doctors and like nobody knows that they have autism is like something that like is just beyond us time wise you know like maybe there was a time in the 80s that like no one knew what autism was and we also get at the end you know some like hard-hitting facts about like kids with autism and everything and like yeah like five families so they will find out one of their kids is autistic or whatever yeah i looked it up that shia movie came out in 2002 so that was 2002 this is 2003 so i guess it's sort of like because i do remember the the autism awareness kind of thing i do remember like in our life you know that ribbon like the puzzle piece ribbon yeah. being created. You know what I mean? So like yeah, I do yeah. think that it became more aware. I guess probably around this time. Yeah, probably right around Jenny McCarthy and stuff like that. <laughs> no, that's not a joke. I, I mean, I was being I mean, Jenny McCarthy is a joke, but I was being serious. She did a lot for autism awareness, so it was probably like right around this time. So this movie, the first half hour, it's two little kids and she's sort of like one of them says like his first word and like they kind of make some progress pizza, and then half an hour yeah. in. She has a pizza, she has yes. a pizza cry. I don't want to skip over too much. I want to see if there's anything else that we want to cover in the I want to talk about like she is so adamant about keeping them in the like normal school, yeah. but I'm like, why wouldn't you send your kids to a special, like, a special needs school that could cater to them? But I think the problem is, back to what I was saying just before, that there probably wasn't a lot of these, like, special schools for this at that time and stuff like that. So I guess I kind of answered my own question that I had in my notes, which is, like, why was she so against them going to, like, somewhere that would really focus on their needs? I think that's probably fair. What we also see, like, the first half hour is really just setting up how difficult their life is. Like, there's a freak out of the grocery store. The dad leaves, by the way, in true Lifetime fashion. No, it's not the dad. That's the thing. It's the boyfriend. These these aren't his kids. That he's like, I didn't sign up for this. This isn't fair. And she's like, No, you're right. Like, it's not fair. And like, she basically lets him go. But then we find out that they were staying at his house. So like, yeah. he kicks them out, which is crazy. Yeah, but he doesn't seem like he was gonna kick them out. He seems like he was just like kind of frustrated and stuff. And she's like, Right, we're gonna do this on our own. And and she moves into a motel. Like, luckily, we sort of don't stay there too long. Like, she gets her life together. She you know finds a job or whatever. But I'm like, this this could get real dark in a hurry if we stay here too long. Well, it's a lifetime movie. I mean, that's how they all go. I was kind of prepared. For for that so i was trying to figure out what zef would be in this first half hour like i the easy money when you start is because he's gonna be one of the kids when they grow up if they grow up whenever that happens you know what i mean yeah but i was also thinking that like she's looking for a babysitter because she needs to go get a job because now she's a single parent again she needs to be able to afford a place to live whatever she's like auditioning or you know interviewing babysitters and i was like oh that'd be really cool if like zef was like the cool babysitter you know what i mean i thought that he was gonna be like the babysitter's son and like be their best like their only friend friend but then right. he was on like the movie cover so i was like oh maybe you know like he has to be someone important for the movie Although, and he was like build you know so one thing that we've seen i don't think we've really seen it in zack attack we've seen it for sure in keanu club and some cage club is that a lot of movies especially with keanu after they were made they've sort of retrofitted their covers to make it look like keanu is a bigger star than oh. he actually was like that like they'll just put his face on the cover or his oh. name on the box and he's like seventh or built like it's weird you know what i mean like okay yeah so there's there's a possibility of that but also like in the credits i think he is like third lit third build or whatever you know what I yeah mean? So, like, like in the opening credits yeah but i don't think that they they don't they don't ever retrofit lifetime movie covers like 
like well, once they I mean, put it out, wherever, it's, it's wherever over. Wherever the with. unexpected journey went, like that, you know, I don't know. That was renamed at some point. Which one? The unexpected journey when they when they, it's not called Miracle Run. Wherever this was released as the unexpected journey, they yeah they did you know, some kind of editing cover. to it, but it wasn't like yeah maybe maybe they did. Who knows? I have no idea. It's very uncommon for Lifetime movies, though. They usually, like, put them out, and they're like, okay, cut, on to the next one. I do think that your theory that it's a different era is valid, because the babysitter is like, you know, I've dealt with special needs kids before or whatever, and then she's like, she calls them mentally retarded, and Mary Louise Parker's like, no, they're they're not. I was like, oh, is that gonna be like the straw that breaks Cal's back? Like, is this woman not gonna get hired because she doesn't know what their diagnosis is? Yeah, I thought so, but, too. But no, yeah. it's like, no, she just knows, like, she just says it wrong. Like, it's just like, they don't know. It's, it's so yeah. weird. Yeah, it, it was definitely weird. I agree. I totally thought that, like, they were like, oh, look at this woman being insensitive onto the next right. one. Yes. And instead it was like, oh, no, just nobody knows what autism is again. <laughs> they want to kick the kids out of school because they're being disruptive, yes. not because they're troublemakers. They just don't know better. They're just autistic. Yeah. It, and it, so she, it makes forged, sense. <laughs> in crazy lifetime fashion, forges a lawyer letter, like lawyer letterhead, forges yeah. a letter that, like, threatening legal action against the school. The school's like, all right, you win. And then, they, like, they hire yeah. a tutor kind of it like it looks tutor. like it's like a cop or a lawyer or somebody and she's like oh i'm like the, the the thread that carries throughout this entire movie is random men showing up at her house and confusing her yes only to win her over pretty quickly this guy shows up and she's like oh no i'm in trouble i've been found out he's like no no, no i'm just here to tutor your kids and, and then like, later You're the best thing that ever happened <laughs> when aiden quinn shows up she's like who are you and he's like i'm just fixing your water she's like oh okay and then they start boning like it's it's so weird yeah. how like i didn't realize till just now that these two men show up in her life and she's like so defensive as his mother of two and yeah. like you know i'm like basically running from the law kind of it's only a matter of time till they figure me out but no that never happens they just all are good people she just was super blessed in her life to find like some really awesome dudes that wanted to help her hashtag blessed so that's cool he comes in and he starts teaching her how to teach them like the kind yes. of mm-hmm. education that they need, like repetition, yep. a lot of hands-on stuff, and like how to calm them, whatever. Like all of a sudden they start making progress, you know, and that's when you get like where she's like pizza, 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 and he's like pizza, yep. and then she's like all, you know, she cries. And then in a devastating blow, he's transferred away. Yeah, he's transferred away, and she's like, I'm going to fight this with a fake lawyer again. And he's like, no, you should just probably just keep teaching these kids for, for a little bit. <laughs> And she's like, okay, cool. And then smash cut, 34 minutes into the movie. No, now no, in before that. No, the next thing is present day, or did I skip something? It is. No, no, I just wanted to talk about when she's like, she, so he leaves, and she's like teaching them, like right before the smash cut, she's like teaching them, and she's like, apple, apple, and the kid's like, apple, and she's like, good boy, and rubs his head like a dog. <laughs> and I was just like, that's really bad, right? Like, that wasn't supposed to be funny, and it was supposed oh, yeah. to be like a good moment, but like... The writing of them just being like, good boy. Like, that was an interesting choice of words. Then we smash cut nine-ish years later. They're probably like five to like 14, right? Yeah, it's, it's They're 14. Years. They're 14, yeah. All of a sudden, it's Zeph and some kid who is like the only not semi-famous person in this entire family. Yes. In real life. She already has the insurance job, right? Like, she got the insurance job when they oh, were like God. kids, yep. right? Yep. Okay, so she got the insurance job when they were kids, <laughs> and they, like, warn her, you can't be late right. for work. Like, yes. mm-hmm. you know, very beautiful Sharpay 2-style foreshadowing. Just don't be late for work. We smash cut to nine years later. The kids are, like, at their first day of high school, and she's like, oh, shit, I gotta take care of this. And her boss is like, you know what? I told you about being late. Fired. And I'm like, 
Dude, she's been working there for nine years at this point. You probably know that, like, she has autistic children. Like, I'm sure she's had to deal with shit before this. Is the workplace really that insensitive? I mean, again, maybe well, this is a time thing. Well, the boss is, like, another family emergency. Like, this is the, we've had enough. Like, you're gone. I'll give you yeah. a month of severance pay. Like, it's just, like, it's it's insensitive, but it's also, like, he knows maybe that's that the she last has straw. problems okay. and doesn't care. Because it just, just the way they set it up, it felt like it was, like, her first time being late was, like... <laughs> nine years later and he's still <laughs> pissed about it and it's like you're fired instantly you know like i mean obviously it wasn't excessive or else she wouldn't have lasted nine years but i feel like it happened enough that it was kind of a problem and then off screen in those nine years he was like you know next time is the last time or, or this time is the last you know what i mean like yeah and yeah, then yeah, i get it but she's still caught off guard she's like you can't what you can't fire me yeah and she's like i sell a lot of insurance <laughs> Anyways, she's out of a job, but still keeps a babysitter, like, pretty much full-time. The chick that came to, like, interview, that called them retards, is, like, still their, like, housekeeper kind of woman, you know? She, like, shows up again, and she just is back and is there in the mornings, and that's how we figure out that the water, the pipe's broken. That's how we get our next, our buddy here. We get to Zeph, and they're, they're dropped off at the first day of high school, and they're like, these guys are big! And I was like, oh, is this, like, a prequel to High School Musical? Can you imagine that this is where Troy Bolton came from? No. No, I didn't even think about that Troy goes to, goes to high school as, a, as an autistic boy and then <laughs> becomes a basketball star and stars in musicals. Yeah. That is so amazing. Oh, my God. No, I, I love connecting movies like this, and I didn't even think <laughs> of that one. And then when he gets home, he's talking to the, the housekeeper, the maid, the tutor, whatever, yes. the babysitter. Yes. And they're obsessed with Rocky Three, which is really funny. Yes, that's I don't awesome. Know I thought it was why Rocky cool. Three, other than it lets one of them. I don't remember if it's Zeph. I have it in my notes probably somewhere else. Either Zeph or the brother says, I pity the fool. I think it's the brother. Maybe it's Zeph. I don't know. Zeph's like, I'm going to be a fighter like Rocky. The babysitter's yes. like, you better put some muscles on then, you skinny thing. And I was like, little yes. does she know. That's I literally have little does she know in caps <laughs> next to it. This begins the whole allusion to Zeph needing to be stronger and put on muscles, and it's so amazing considering we just watched Baywatch, where he's like yes. a monster of a man, so, and he's like so skinny and twiggy here. It's so perfect. Like throughout the whole movie, we have a lot of these. Well, we also have another Zeph connection is that when he goes to school, girls think he's cute. Yes, and there's this yes. one girl in particular who keeps smiling at him. The blonde. And, yeah, yes, blonde the blonde girl. one. I don't know her name. She's in the movie a little bit. She's got a bigger part later. They go to the bathroom together, and they're like, oh my god, you might have a girlfriend. And then this bully comes in, and it is just like... Pushes them. Pushes them. And then we get, number one, crying Zeph. And yes, we he do. cries so hard yes. that Mary Louise Parker has to leave work to go pick them up, and that's why she loses her job. So Yeah, that was I the firing. Yeah. I think it's pretty wonderful that we've been chronicling crying and shirtless from most of Zack Attack. And he starts... We start with the crying. We're going to get shirtless later. Spoiler alert. Yeah. His crying is so important to the story that she gets fired over it. Like, that is... Yeah. That's peak crying. Yeah, dude. I couldn't believe that we started to notice that he's crying and shirtless in a lot of movies, and we get back to the first one, and he's both crying and shirtless in this movie. Like, it came full circle for me. It was it was perfect, yeah. And what's also unfortunate for her is that right before she gets fired, she goes and buys a $519... The only reason I remember that is because I say it like two or three times. A $519 weight set Yes. from some sporting goods store because... Zeph and she looks like she's to- a little shrug about it anyways. Like, she looks like she was already, like, not financially good. 
well, yeah, because Zeph's like, I want to get big like Rocky. I want to start working out, basically. Yeah. And then he's like, look, Mom, it's only $519. And she's just like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And yeah. then goes and buys it, and then I think it's one on scene, credit. She goes and buys it on credit. Yes, she's buying it, and then the next scene she gets fired. And she's like, yes. "Oh no, what is this single mom gonna do next?" Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that's like that's just, that's just rough to watch. I mean, it's it very is. lifetimey. I love lifetime movies. That's the part of lifetime movies I don't like is like they like to show you like the woman getting shit on over and over again, life just beating her down. Yeah, like she already like lost the second boyfriend. She's like taking care of these kids on her own, and then it's like, well, now I have to raise two teenagers that are like autistic and like i want to be good to them and she has to spend 500 dollars on a fucking weight set by the way she should just use craigslist i don't know if craigslist existed in 2003 and this movie was shot before that because they're now like four years after this so it would have to have been like 99 i guess what do you mean because at the end we see that they're like oh they're like trying to get scholarships oh, for college right, right 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 so the movie had to be at least like four years after that or four years before that sorry i forgot it was based on a true story i was like what are you talking about yeah yes like, timeline-wise, they're, like, actually in, like, 98, 99. We find out that Zeph's brother is some kind of, like, mimic? Some kind of, like, wizard? Like, he, he learns We knew that from the beginning. Week. We knew that from the beginning, because he was the one that just would repeat everything he sees on TV. Oh, so Zeph is the one who said his first order was pizza? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, the mimic one, that's, that's like, the whole thing of the mimic. Like, he was just repeating stuff that he would see. That's why he's so good with the guitar, so... Because we see that he learns chess in a week and is able to dominate the best kid in class. We later, when Aiden Quinn shows up, he shows the kid how to play like four or five notes on a guitar and the kid just like starts shredding basically that does the exact same thing yeah and becomes like this guitar virtuoso you're kind of wondering like what's Zeph's thing gonna be and it's around this time or maybe a little bit later that he sees the cross-country runners is like oh that's what I want to do well that's actually this this is the same scene as when they're walking up the steps and the same bully that pushed them asked the girl if she's the meat in a retard sandwich and she has a great comeback yeah what does she say she says like no says, like yeah and you can bite me yeah she was like really cool about it so like whoever this chick is shout out to her in real life for being awesome because like they portrayed you really well i'm gonna look her oh yeah you, yeah in real life i want to see who she was in this movie like who the actress was who the actress became yeah we i have no idea I don't know what her name is. I'm assuming she's the only other girl in this cast, aside from Mary Louise Parker. By the way, I really... Oh, she's Jennifer, yes. She's Alicia Morton. Jennifer, yes. Uh, people, like, really are talking down on autism in this movie, but, like, how dope would it be to just, like, hear a guitar sound and be able to play it? Like, yeah. not that I ever want to be autistic or deal with autistic children. Like, I, I know that it would be really hard for me to do, and it takes a special kind of person to do that. But at the same time, like, that's really cool that he could just, like, learn chess in a week and, like, yeah. fucking, like, play the guitar, like, fire. And, like, that's amazing. Yeah. So. Well, like, that's, like, the thing, like, I don't know if he has got Asperger's or anything. Cause, like, I know a decent amount about autism. I don't know a lot by any stretch of imagination, but I have friends who have Asperger's, and, like, the things they know about, it's not, like, skills. It's just more knowledge. Yeah. But, like, one friend knows more about movies than I know about anything in the world. The other one knows more about, like, movies and sports than I know anything. You know what I mean? It's just, like, it's kind of, like, obviously difficult to live like that because there's yes. also, you know, social difficulties. And, and there's always a spectrum. Exactly. But there's also this, like unlocking of the brain in terms of like what you're able to retain yeah. and understand to be able to do like it's it's, it's super impressive i think yeah. it's really cool actually like not cool that you struggle through life but cool that you have these really cool things that like i can't do that's right. awesome you know like if you lose your leg you're not like wow you're so much faster without your leg but like <laughs> 
being autistic, you're like, man, you could like play the guitar like crazy. That's like that's really awesome. Right. And I'm sure that that's a specific kind, and I don't yes. know what that is. Nor do I. I agree. We are not doctors. Disclaimer. Our weekly disclaimer. We are not doctors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, you're you're clo- you're much closer to being a doctor than I am. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, I promise. But on the spectrum of doctor to not doctor, you are closer <laughs> to doctor than I am. Yeah, I would agree with that. So we see Zef. Zef sees the runners. Oh, oh, so this is like a little meaningless note, but she's looking through the mail and she's like seeing all these bills or whatever. And did you notice she's got like this stack of bills or whatever in her hand and there's one envelope with a label for her name and her address just labeled on top of another label. Like... It's so low budget that they couldn't even get like a clean envelope that they just took another envelope. And really? Label. Yeah. It's just like it's like a cutaway. Like it's it's nothing. Like it's you wouldn't notice it. I just I don't know how I noticed it. I don't know why I saw it. But I was like, this is so low budget that they couldn't even find a blank envelope. They just like probably took grabbed junk the stack mail, of mail from the producer or something yes. and just put a label on top that didn't even exactly cover. Like it, it was crazy. No, I didn't see that. That's really awesome, though. We also find out this around the time that the kids are both joining like all sorts of clubs and just not telling Mary Louise Barker. They're just like, oh yeah, they like, just come in. They're like, we need fifty bucks. We need a hundred bucks. <laughs> and it's like, come on, like what the fuck? And she knows nothing about anything. I mean, like it's kind of cool, you know. Like they they're starting to do like go sure. off on their own and stuff. This is at the point right around where like I started to feel really uncomfortable watching Zeph make autistic faces the whole time. Yeah, it's hard to watch knowing where he is now. If I would have seen these in, if we'd have seen these in reverse order, if I would have seen these before I knew who Zeph was and became, I wouldn't have had as much of a problem with it. Like, watching him just go from Baywatch yeah. to this was, like, a little cringy for me. And I don't think he even does a bad job. It's not like no, it like, what's looks... weird about this movie is that people on Letterboxd reviewing it are like, this is the movie that let me know that Zac Efron would be a good actor. And I'm like, but, like, if you're watching this after you see him in other things, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I actually think, no, I was, I, like, you, think you he did a really good job of acting in this. Like, it's really convincing, and he plays it well, and, like, he's... I I think that I can see a lot of potential in this movie. It's just hard for me to go back and watch it and watch him make autistic faces. Just have to see it, you know? Okay, that's fair. The water main breaks. Aiden Quinn shows up. Yeah, he shows up. You're the ball buster mom. You know, the landlord warned me about you. And, like, he's just, like, instantly in. He's just, like, in the family after that, right? Like, so he's kind of... Have you seen the movie Aaron Brockovich? Not in a very, very long time. Like, not enough to remember anything about it. I saw it when it first came out. We are doing launches. So this episode that we're recording right now comes out on September 1st. On September 18th of this month, also on the Cage Club Podcast Network, we are releasing Cinemakers, which is a... Instead of following yes. an actor, we're doing directors. And the first director we're doing is Steven Soderbergh, who in 2000 directed Aaron Brockovich, which won her best... At, won Julie Roberts' Best Actress. And yes. in Aaron Brockovich... Of it. She's also a single mom. Next door, Aaron Eckhart is like this tough biker dude who is just like instantly in and just like becomes like the kid's babysitter and everything and like they fall in love, whatever. It's just like, okay. it's the same thing. Like it's like a cliche in a movie that like this guy shows up at the exact, it's kind of like the damsel in distress, even though she's supposed to be the hero. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't need yeah, rescuing, yeah, yeah. but like they still come in to rescue. And you're like, oh, look how good of a guy this is. When in reality, it's just kind of like, oh, well, she was doing fine on her own, but, like, I guess you can give the kid a guitar, sure. Yeah, and, then like, in a true Lifetime fashion, you always get, like, a guy that's, like, super caring, super overly helpful, like, super forgiving of everything, and is, like, totally okay with her past or current problems. Yeah. Like, that's every man in a Lifetime movie, like, just shows up like that, and it's like, okay, everything's cool. That's, like, the end of her story, basically. Like, in that, like, he shows up, they eventually start dating, and then the movie ends, and they're still together. Like, that's, like, 
the last change that happens to her, really. Like, this is like, oh, I've got my kids. They're doing pretty good. i got this man in my life now. Life's yeah. pretty good now. Yep, exactly. We also find out around this time that uh, Zeph doesn't like doing homework, which I was like, he doesn't need homework. He's going to be a DJ. Like, he doesn't, like, who needs... First of all, he's a basketball star. Yeah. He can sing and dance. Yep. And he's going to be a DJ and a lifeguard. So, like, he doesn't need any of these things right Nobody now. Nobody needs education. Yeah, exactly. We also... So, what's amazing, we're going to get to this later when we get to the crying and shirtless game, because we can't play it for the next thing, because there is no next thing. But we yes. can recap this. But your guess for uh, shirtless, I think, was that it was a fan fiction Forrest Gump or something. Yeah. And at one point in this movie, after he decides he wants to be a cross-country runner, he basically starts running like Forrest Gump. Like, he is Forrest Gump. Yes. He's just, like, running in the street and just, like, not stopping. Yes. Yes. See? Which I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's yeah. best. I needed no hints at all. I was very close, <laughs> as usual. And the only reason he stops running is because Mary Louise Barker's like, I have a surprise for you, brings him home, and gives her the or gives him the weight set. Which, I just realized now, she spent $500 on her one son. The other son really showed no interest in bodybuilding. Like, she didn't spend $500. She's like, I was going to save this for you for your birthday. This is something that we just don't get because we don't have kids. So, but, I, like, they have the same birthday. I know. I won't get it. My dad has tried to explain this to me between my sister and I all the time, and it makes no fucking sense. All I know is that they spend a lot of money on her, and he tells me it's just me a that normal thing. Okay, it's just a. No- he tells me it's a normal thing. I don't know if it is or not because I don't have kids. But like, anytime my sister needs anything, they just spend a lot of money on her. <laughs> so cool. Real yeah, cool. I, maybe it's not every family. But apparently it works in other families because mine does the same thing. And it works because he's super happy about he's the stoked. weeks. And he's yeah. just starts, he starts working out. The next morning, I think, he wakes up. They're going to go uh, on a trip, on like a boating trip, right, with Aiden Quinn. Zeph comes to the door shirtless. We're like, two for two. Check and check. Crying and shirtless. Yes. The check shirtless off. was like, yeah. I was like, this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. Everything I wanted in a movie. It's the kind of shirtless that we've kind of, that I've at least been sort of expecting every time. Like Same. This completely harmless type of shirtless. Like just woke up shirtless. Like yes. that's that's every time I think it's gonna be that. He woke up like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is the skinniest little boy, no hair on his chest. We get to a week ago when we recorded Baywatch, and it's just yeah. like, oh, the opposite of this. Yeah. So I have not it's not a theory. Go ahead. Did you get the sense that this movie is kind of the lucky one in reverse? In the lucky one, Zeph is the Aiden Quinn role in this. He's this handsome yeah. outsider who comes in, huh. saves a mom with a plays kid, chess. Plays chess. I was like, who knew? Nine years later. Ha! Huh. Literally nine playing. years later. We get a nine-year jump in this. We get a nine-year jump to that. Holy shit. No, I didn't think about it. But you're right. He does show up and plays. He totally plays that role. He shows up, starts helping around, adopts a kid, doesn't care about the thing. Like, like the I past. understand that it's a cliche in movies. You know, like this handsome guy who comes in and saves. Like, we just talked about it. Aaron Brockovich, too. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, the fact that it's Zeph in the... Is the, the child in the, the one. and The has become the teacher, basically. Yes. Yeah. No, that's really awesome. That's a really good Zeph connection. It just made me so happy when I realized that. I was like, oh, my God. That's yeah. great. What's Damn. also weird is that the date they go on, that boat date... Fishing I know date. boats are loud. Fishing date. I know boats are loud, but, like... It's so loud that, like, you can't even hear... Like, they're not trying to shout over the boat. They're just, like, mouthing words, like, thank you and you're well... It was just... It was, it was all super weird. Like, whoever yeah. wrote that and shot that was just like, yeah, boats are loud. Like, let's just, uh... I think that they didn't have words. enough money for microphones that would work on the boat, and that's why they did it. <laughs> that's, that's probably that's true. 
always my like thoughts about like the Lifetime movies. Like when they make interesting choices like that, I'm like, oh, the budget just didn't like account for boat-proof microphones, so they just like didn't use them. That that's kind of a date, but then like they get back and like Aiden he's like, let me take you on a real date. Yes, the kids don't the kids basically accept on her behalf, and so he comes over. And he's like, I'll cook for you. No, no, they don't. She, she, he like the guy's like very Lifetime sweetly pressuring her. He's like, come on, like I'll cook, like let's go on a date. And she's like, well, I don't have a babysitter. He's like, well, I'll come here and cook dinner. And she's like, no. And then he's like, come on, like I'll make shrimp scampi. And she's like, no. And he's like, come on, it's a really good meal. And then, like, she's, like, giggly and, like, opens the door back up and she's like, sure. The meal he cooks looks disgusting. Really? I think it looks gross. I also don't like shrimp, but it was, like, all, like, soupy and gooey. And I'm glad you never had validated... shrimp scampi? <laughs> no. But I'm glad okay, that I'm validated okay, somewhat by Zeph's, this is gross, like, I'm not going to eat this. He gets You're all dressed up for the date, and then he's just like, I'm going to go work out instead of eating this, because this is disgusting. Yeah, but it's good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for of the of the food we've seen in movies, remember when like we were watching the one with the horses, the Derby Stallion? Yeah, remember we were watching the Derby Stallion? They had like one rib on the grill that was like pre-cooked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there were like three shrimp here. Yeah, no, this was like a real like actual big bowl of shrimp, and it didn't look too bad to me. Zeph thinks they look like giant bugs. And he goes outside and works out. Mary Louise Parker, not for the first time and not for the last time, I don't think, in this movie, is basically like, hey, Rocky ate lots of shrimp. Shrimp are just yes. pure protein. Why don't you come inside and eat shrimp? Yes. And he goes inside and, like, eats shrimp. Like, she's just so manipulative of him, but, like, it works. Like, it's not harmful. It's just, it's No, it's that's, a, that's a cool mom, like, a kid trick. Like, I would do the same thing if I had kids. Like, that's not a bad thing. We also skimmed over the part, like, we missed a part, like, a while back where the other brother just starts cracking raw eggs into a glass to eat them like <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> I'm like, is he going to do it? And, like, even the actor looks like he stutter steps. You know what I mean? Like, he's, like, sitting there and he's like, oh, God, I have to do it. Like, everybody in the room is just like, he's going to do it. And then, like, he chugs it and it just, like, he doesn't even swallow. It just goes into his mouth and he spits it on the ground. Yeah, and he's just like, I ate raw eggs like Rocky. And, like, and then they all just, like, laugh about it. Like, it's yeah, it's just, like, a big, oh, this, this For kid. her being so impatient with them doing, like, simple shit. She gets shit, super chill, super fast. She She's super patient about watching. Like, I would have been like, don't do it. <laughs> it don't fucking do it like don't do it it's a bad idea and she just lets him go and then spit it all over the floor and she's like ha 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 you know like or she could have been like i just got back from the grocery store i just bought those eggs what are you doing yeah he's just cracking egg after egg like he's not oh man just it's it's so weird yeah it's weird man she gets super tolerant really quick so but it was nine years later maybe she's just like really cool with autism now like she just like is so used to it so oh that's the other thing i guess that like so this movie was in 2003 but they must have been diagnosed with autism in like 19 90 so that's why everybody's freaking out yeah you're right it has to be even earlier you're absolutely right because we take a nine-year jump and then four years to the end of the movie so it has to be like was that 13 years before 90 yeah yeah it has to be like 90 or 89 that's why people are so weird about it okay okay now the math sort of adds up. But, like, they, they didn't, like... We both watched the movie and didn't realize that until we, like, had to sit down and, like, figure out... You know what I mean? Like, it's just... No, but I think that this is something that if we were alive... Like, if we were born in, like, 75, this would have been very apparent to us. Yeah, But, probably. like, I think that we're just not 
that old, so. We go to the school, and the bully, I think, it, basically, it feels like there's five kids at the school. There's, like, all, yes. there's all the cross-country runners, and then there's yes. the twins, there's Jennifer, and there's the bully, and, like, that's yeah. it. Yeah, who kind of looks like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, by the way, which is pretty funny. The bully is picking on them, and Jennifer stands, like, this is all off-screen, which I don't know why it's off-screen. Yeah, this could have been a really good scene. I don't know why they cut it, like, uh, it's not like this movie's super long or anything, and you and you have like you know that twelve minutes at the beginning where like we spend twelve minutes finding out they have autism, and like the camera doing like wacky things. Like, can you believe this warped reality that we're in now? Yeah, the bully is picking on them. Jennifer stands up to him. He pushes her, which is crazy, and then yeah. the two of them beat him up. Which is, which is awesome. I would have loved to have seen it. And then that's when they say, Rocky Three, I pity the fool. Yeah. And then she says, you guys, you guys are my heroes. And I was like, oh, these dudes are killing it. Yeah, dude. They're like sick of chess, play the guitar, run cross country, beating up bullies. Like, they just like, they just totally changed. And like, and it wasn't that long. No. And it's also the fact that like the musician kid, the mimic kid, the not Zeph kid is so good at guitar that he's now auditioning for, like, a, a music school, basically. Yeah, so we have to go through, like, the second little bit of turmoil here, yeah. which is that he's going to try out for music school, Zeph's going to try out for the, like, cross-country team. And it's, like, everything's going, like, it looks like it's going to go really well, but then, like, we need some conflict. Obviously, Zeph gets lost in the woods for a while because he can't figure <laughs> out how to... This is the weirdest thing, and I think... I, I kind of guessed when they were like, well, can't you just follow the other runners? I was like, well, no, they're pro- he's probably just faster than them. And then at the end of that the That and two, I instantly knew. I was like, why don't they just spray the trees a little bit yep. and just give him, like, a path? That's, like, the first thing I thought. Like, when he got lost, like, the second time, I was like, why doesn't this coach just, like, tie a ribbon around the tree and, like, you know, just, like, run in between the ribbons, buddy? You're good. That's the easiest thing ever. It's, like, not harmful. It's not cheating. You know what I mean? It's just, like, why isn't the path marked to fuck to begin with? I don't know. What's also weird about this, like, why they have to do that is because Zeph is now suddenly like spacey. He's never been spacey the entire movie. Like he's obviously developmentally disabled, but he's supremely focused. But now all of a sudden when he's running, which is the thing he wants to do the most in the world, he like just like looks up and stares at the sky like I don't know. I think that what it is is in those scenes we get his introspective perspective. Oh okay. Like, we're getting it from his viewpoint, which is, like, this is how his brain always is, but we were seeing it from, like, the mom's viewpoint for a while, and they try to use a technique to show you that, like, it's always kind of hard for him to be focused, and he seems spacey a lot. And what's weird, although it makes sense in the movie, is the coach says to him, like, yeah, you're really fast, but, like, you're not ready to race, kid, so, like, I have to cut you. Zeph is devastated. This is really crazy to me, because now, if we do the math... They were at, like, 90... What was it? Like, 99 this is, this or something? This is, like, 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, this is the age of participation trophies. Yes. Why would they ever cut, like, the poor kid that just wants to run from the team? Like, I can see them being, like, he's, like, an alternate for a while. I mean, like, he's obviously not going to be on, like, the varsity team, whatever. Well, also, later in the movie, like, to, to make your point even stronger, they have, like, four teams. They have, like, varsity, they have JV, they have another team, and then they have their freshman team. And even that, like, when he finally makes the team at the end of the movie, he's, like, sixth on freshman. So, like, there's, like, 32 kids or whatever on this list, and he's basically, like, 30th. Yeah. You have space for him. Why? Like, I don't, I don't get it either. 
Also, cross country isn't like a fucking team sport where like he needs a position. Just like let the kid run. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not like they had to like change the course. It's not. He's not like a wheelchair cross country runner where they had to like do all this shit for him. It's just like just tie some fucking ribbons up and like let him go. Like so that didn't make too much sense to me. But okay, part of the movie, whatever. We get Zeph that's lost in the trees, and then the other brother goes to try out for the music thing. And he has a freak out. He runs out of the room. Aiden Quinn's like, sorry, he's autistic. And they're like, autistic? We don't know what that is. And then he Yes! What's super weird is that, like, so I understand, like, again, we don't need to cover that again, like, a different time. They don't know what it is. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. What's weird is that he calls the woman up and just like, hey, sorry I had an episode or whatever. Can I play for you now? And she's like, I guess, sure. And he puts the phone down and plays the guitar. No, he says, no, he says, can I try out again? And she says yes. So I think that she was believing that he was like, can I come back and try this again? And she's like, of course you can, like, buddy, it's not a big deal. Like, come back and try it again. And he's like, cool, but he's autistic, so he just puts the phone down and starts playing. What's super weird, though, about that is that she... I guess assumes that it's him, but like he could have just handed the guitar to Aiden Quinn and had him play. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely thought about play. this. I definitely thought about this. But it's like you, you know what she does. She says like well, you've been tri- here a on trial a trial. Run, yeah. yeah. So like obviously he has to prove himself again. Like it's not like you're like oh you're permanently in the school. You get the scholarship or whatever. It's like let's make sure you can actually play guitar. They said you could. You seem like you're having a little bit of trouble. I would believe it too. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. too weird. Like nobody's gonna be like here, my poor slow son. Please call this lady, lie to her, <laughs> and then hand me the guitar for me to lie right. about it yeah. to try to get you into a music school where you're just going to embarrass yourself every day. But all of my like weirdness about that scene was thrown out the window because he goes and runs into Mary Louise Parker's bedroom. She and Aiden Quinn are just laying in bed. Like it's it feels like noon. Like it feels late, and they're just both laying in bed together. Well, yeah, because because obviously the other woman is at the school, so this right. isn't like six a.m. No, this has to be like some like actual time of the day. He runs in. They're like, oh, cool, like, congratulations. And then Zeph runs in, like, why are you not knocking? And, like, I don't I don't know why they were so mean. Like, did you, did you, do you remember <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Like, Zeph came yeah. in, they're like, why are you not knocking? But, like, the other boy just did that, too. Like, yeah. Like, I don't get it. Well, he, well, Zeph got the $500 weight, weight set, so this is how she's making it it's, easy. It's, it's, it's more tough. She's got to be stricter with him. Yeah. I'll buy you gifts, but you have to knock before you enter my bedroom. <laughs> exactly. We might be quadruple spacing. Also, they were fully clothed, which was hilarious to me, too. You know what I mean? Like, that dude has, like, full shirt on and shit. She gives him the pep talk, what would Rocky do? She gets him reinvested into cross-country. He's working out again, and... He wants to, he wants to go for a run with the guy, and the guy's yes. like, oh, shit, like, you're really fast, like, you need to hold up, like, I'm not anywhere comparable. <laughs> which I think is probably what would happen to pretty much every man in the world, which is, like, if you're, like, a 40-year-old dude and some 14-year-old's, like, want to go for a run with me, you'd be like, yeah, sure, I can do that, and then he would just smoke you, and you'd be like, okay, let's... <laughs> Let's calm down a little bit here. He's working out again, and he's, like, lifting weights, and he's like, Mom, it's only 85 pounds, and she's like, like, basically, this is her her Emmy moment, her Oscar moment. She, like, looks at the camera, or she, like, looks away, she's like, it's so much more than that. Like, oh, yeah. you have no idea what you're doing for me right <laughs> yeah, now. That was a great line. Super lifetime. I loved it. <laughs> they go and hang up the ribbons, and then they, you know, Zeph writes the well, he goes and talks poem. to the, he goes and talks to the coach. Because yes. he's like, dude, let the kid fucking run, man. And he's like, he gets lost. And he's like, that's what it is? Okay, cool, I can fix this. And so Zeph tells the mom, coach is going to let me run, and Jennifer is going to be there to watch me win. And so he writes Jennifer a poem. That's, yes. Dear Jennifer, this is a poem for you to let you know how much you mean to me. And he makes the cross-country team, and everything is going Zeph's way. Everybody else shows up to the race, and Zeph's nowhere to be found, which makes me wonder how he got there. I mean, 
Well, it's like near the school. They're just like running through this park right next to the school. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, who knows? Mary Louise Parker has to go find him and he's crying in the woods. Yeah. Again, double cry. And she says, he's like holding the the poem in his hand and he says, I saw her with another boy. Which instantly makes Jennifer the villain in this movie, which is so weird. Like, I don't know why this happened. Yeah, she was like so nice to them and like kind of seemed like she was into Zeph a little bit. I even have like a note right before that, like even autistic, Zeph still has cute girlfriends. Like, throughout yeah. the movie, like, out throughout the, you know, history of Zeph, like, he has, like, another cute girlfriend that likes him. And then, like, all of a sudden, do we even see her with another boy? No, because we never see anything about the school. Like, everything at the school is either bully-related or cross-country related. Like, the only thing, the only time we see her is when the bully is there, I think, right? Like, no, in the principal's office, too. And the principal, yeah, so, like, the, she's only around when the bully's around. Yeah, kind of. Maybe it's, like, a Tyler Durden Marla situation. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just imagining her. That is kind of weird. Maybe he's just misperceiving it. I want to give Jennifer the benefit of the doubt here. That she just, like, showed up with, like, another friend and's like, come watch my buddy run. I think he's kind of cute. You know what I mean? Like, maybe this is, like, a um, Summerland... Oh. A Summerland part, and and she's hanging out with the gay kid. Oh. Zeph is always getting cock-blocked by gay guys, I guess. From high school. Yeah. Good. It's a good thing life goes his way because otherwise things <laughs> things were pretty rough for him in these early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's how I'm dreaming this up. That's the that's the <laughs> hole that I put. That's oh, I how it. I filled the hole in the movie. Yeah, I love it. And so the the race runs. He's still not there. But then out of nowhere, he just comes on his miracle run, and he is I don't know twice as fast as everybody else in this race. Like yeah, he just apparently smokes these kids. Yeah, because he like goes from like not even starting the race on time to setting, like, a course record. That's pretty incredible. And he gets lost, and then he comes out of nowhere. Like, I feel like he didn't follow the track. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, he. I don't think he followed the track. But they're like, oh, this kid, not only did he win the race, he's had a new course record. Aiden Quinn's like, oh, that's why he couldn't follow the other runners. He's been faster than everybody. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. But I kind of got that part, too, because, like, because he would, like, be running, and then he would, like, have to, like, look around for a while, and then the, the rest of the kids would show up. So it was, like, it was pretty obvious that he was just, like, smoking the shit out of these kids, and, like, nobody could catch him, and then, like, he would have to wait for them to catch up to figure out where to go. And we get his Rudy moment that after he wins, everybody lifts him up on their shoulders. Yes. And he has, like, the trophy, and he's like, I yes. win, we did it. And then we cut to the Miracle Run Foundation, which feels so tacked on, like, this had to be based on a true story, because yes. he goes up to this podium and gives gives this speech about, like, uh, if it wasn't for the love of my mother, my brother and I would not be here tonight. She seems sad and happy, but not crying. Like, it feels like it should be more emotional for her. Like, I don't know why she's not bawling at the fact that, like, her son's a triumph yeah. of autism. I agree. But, I mean, it's a Lifetime movie, so I didn't make much of it. <laughs> I thought it was kind of shitty that, like, now this dude has been around for a while, and, she, and he doesn't even say anything about, like, how dope her mom's new boyfriend is. But, okay, cool. Especially because this is probably a couple years down the line, right? And, like... Yeah, this has to be he's later. still there. Yeah. And then this is when we get the where are they now, where they're married and living happily in Southern California with the boys... Oh, you know, this is definitely like their senior year of high school because they're both still doing well in their individual pursuits. They both applied to college. They're hoping for full scholarships. And then we find out that that there's over 1.5 million diagnosed cases of autism. And today, 50 families will find out that one of their kids has autism. So, like, it's three years after they're married. They've been together. Like, give the guy a shout-out. Yeah, I I just thought that he'd have been, like, also to, you know, handyman guy for helping me, too. Without these two... 
I wouldn't be here today. You know what I mean? Something simple. Like, you don't have to be like, he's my dad or anything, but you right. just have to be like, you know, he, he definitely is like taking care of your mom and like helping her through this at this point. He's yeah. an integral part of the family, I would think. Do you have any other notes about Miracle Run? No, we went through all my, oh, well, we skipped the part where they quadruple spaced. When who quadruple spaced? The Marilyn Spark and Aiden Quinn? Yeah. It started out with a foot rub and all I could think of was Pulp Fiction, which is like a foot rub, you know what I mean? <laughs> like Or... You know, like a thumb, like thumbs, you know, back to Sharpe too, like... Yeah, like thumbs on your feet. Oh, boy, that's like, it's Quentin Tarantino fetish and Zephron Lover 19 fetish. Oh, it did have a little Tarantino fetish in it! That's right, with the foot fetish, I forgot about that. Yeah, so we got foot rubbing, and then he's like, then she's like, the boys aren't coming home. Oh, and then we get him in the, him in the, like, the nightgown, which is a little nod to Zeph cross-dressing in Baywatch. So yeah. I was happy with that. Yeah, that was it. That was the only other note I had. Apparently, the only trivia on IMDb worth noting, other than this is his film debut, is that at eight and a half minutes in, when Mary Louise Parker's flipping through that photo album, there is a picture of young Zeph in there. So, Oh, they like they gave like a real Zeph picture of young Zeph yep, for yep. it. That's cool. And I did look up the brother just now. He's not been in a lot of things, but what's crazy and cool is that he was in 17 again. He was in Zeph and Teen again. No way. As dorky kid, parentheses, Ned's party. He's just some, like, background extra or something, or, you know, some minor That's so role. cool. So he has a Zephnection, too. We get... Uh, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. So six years after this, they would reunite when Zeph is at least two... I think two High School Musical movies in, or maybe three High School Musical I think he's yeah, done he all might three be or done whatever. This kid is just nowhere to be seen. His name is Bubba Lewis. Shout out, Bubba. All right, mailbag. I'm excited. So, Jess Montez. Montez. Ugh. Made up for herself. I think... Okay, cool. So, I told you the other day that she's Montez in a whole new way. I think that this is now Montez in that she's too perfect. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) She's, like, annoyingly good at things. She's, like, high school musical Gabriella, not fan fiction Gabriella. Exactly. Okay. The reason I say that is because we have... So so we're going to play... It's going to be, like, a a version of the Letterboxd game. How many emails do you think we have in our inbox? Um, I would say... Let's see. I'm going seven. Higher. Twelve? Higher. Fifteen? Higher. Twenty-five? Nineteen emails. Damn. Okay, cool. We have seventeen from Jess Montez. Okay. And two from Jenny. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, I'm excited for them. Here we go. All right. We're going to This is going to be the longest mailbag in history and I am so excited. I read all these, but I don't remember what they say. So let's see what it is. Okay. okay. So here's the thing. I think she explains one of these that Jess fell behind and then binged them all. So she listened to a bunch and was just emailing throughout them. Cool. That's fine. I'm glad she did. Thank you, Jess. I'm glad that you're listening again. I mean, not that you like have to or I expect anybody to. It's cool that you were. I appreciate yes. it. First email. In all capital letters, email subject, don't fire me as favorite fan. She writes, guys, I've been getting distracted, but I haven't forgotten about you. I see all the Twitters, but I'm three episodes behind. Oh, she sends a picture that I posted on Discord. With Zeph crying. (laughs) And she says, here's me catching up. Awesome. Okay, good. Next email, dick pic. No text, one picture. Good. Here we go. Okay, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. There we go. Yeah, he's a scary human being. Look at that face and the teeth. He has, like, early Zeph teeth. Email number three. Fan fiction. As an avid fan fiction reader, and then in brackets, yeah, I'm a closet reader, but guess not anymore, she is airing her secrets here on Zack Attack. This is, this is the level of comfort Jess Montez. That we provide here. It's, exactly. This is a welcoming place. 
Like, send emails, other people... ZachAttackAtCageClub.me. Like, send yeah, whatever. I, yeah. We're going to spend the next 15 minutes doing mailbag. Cool. We want to hear from you. I, yeah. I see the download numbers. I know other people are downloading this. Either you're not actually listening to it, which would be sad, or you're not emailing us, which would be strange. Like, if you're listening to these episodes... You've heard that we're pretty we're pretty good about emails. Like, And we want emails. Like, make us happy. I want them. Yeah. As an avid fanfiction reader, yeah, I'm a closet reader, but guess not anymore, telling you, I only read rating M, that's mature AF for you noobs. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to the next episode to hear you guys report back. Okay, good. So this, I think, was when we were bracing our listeners that we were going to do Sharpay 2, that yes. it was rated M. Yes. Wasn't sure what that meant. We assumed it meant mature. We did. Still tame, but whatever. I want to know what the fuck kind of mature fanfiction Jess is reading, but okay. I forget if she says it anymore. Okay. Okay. Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure Fire Ass Titles. This is a new a new wrinkle that she's added. She also has written down all of the titles that we say, and then she ranks them, her top five, based on all of them. Okay, cool. Number five, she said... Okay, so actually, before I get to the list, she says, I tried really hard to write all of these down, but the fucking air vent in my office is so loud I couldn't hear... I even listened to it three times. So, Jess, we applaud your effort. Your effort. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're you're unbecoming Montez. You're you're gonna be full Gabriella by the end of this mailbag. Number five, doggy style, which is yours. Yes. This obviously. was your this was your mic drop of a fire ass nobody title. got. Yeah, that nobody really laughed at. Okay. And then she put in parentheses just because it's so awful. Oh fuck. Okay. That one was really funny. Okay, never mind. Number four, New York Bound, which I feel like might have been mine, but it's boring enough that it could have been anybody's. But I think because it's boring it probably was mine. Number yes, three, same. the homework assignment, which I think was also mine. Yes, that was yours. We recorded this so long ago. This is why we ask you to keep up with the episodes, Jess. Like <laughs> I can't remember who said these. Number two, New York, New Sharpay, which I think was a Liam one. Yes. And number one, two dogs, one stage which she put in parentheses, thanks, Liam. But I thought that was you, but I guess it's also, I guess it was Liam. No, I said two dogs, one cup afterwards, because I okay. thought that was funnier. But yeah, it was definitely him. So she loved Liam's. Again, three out of three people who have listened to that Sharpay episode, Matt, Jenny, and Jess, all love Liam. Yeah, he's he has he has, fan, he has fans on Zack Attack. As you said last week, the proof is in the pudding. That's true. Next email, legit hate mail. Guys, I've been here since the beginning. <laughs> I've been sending mail since I realized that you weren't getting any. As number one fan, I feel as though I've been doing my part for Zack Attack. Just because you had a few emails in the bag during my absence doesn't mean you need to drag my name through the mud. That's uncool. I am still here, damn it, just reliving my favorites via old podcast at any price for the win. Then okay, she Montez. highlighted and said, Don't hate me because I had to do actual work over the past few weeks and couldn't listen in. No, that's fine. Blame it on the webinars, spreadsheets, and the need for me to get a paycheck. I understand. I understand. No worries. Then she said, P.S. I would also like to set the record straight. I guessed the next few podcasts for the Cage Club Podcast Network in four guesses over five minutes, which I feel like we might have said she took forever to get it when we were were so proud of Jenny. But I I don't know, because she didn't tell me. You would have said it. Not me. I would have said it, but the, what actually happened was that Melissa couldn't get it, I think. Melissa took forever okay. to figure it out. I okay. think Jess was, because Jess got the one that Jenny did not get Okay. on the first guess. You just wanted to beep again, didn't I you? T- <laughs> I did want to beep again. You know I me. knew that that's what you were doing right there. <laughs> I knew that you only said it because you want to beep again. <laughs> oh, boy. And I think the, other, the one that 
Jenny did get, not going to say his name, Jess Cotton. Why not? You, you, should, you should say it so you can beep it out again. <laughs> Use it twice. Come on. Jen, uh, Jess got like, the, the second or third guest or something. So, yeah, she, di- she did do a, a good job. So I apologize if we dragged your name through the mud there. The only thing we should have been dragging your name through the mud for is setting us up as number one fan and then not emailing in for a month. Yes. Next email, Summerland Fire Ass Titles. Number five, Relationships, which I think was yours. That was a good one, yeah. Number four, Smoothie King, WTF. Which I don't know if we ever... I think we probably explained, but he worked at a smoothie shop. Yeah, yeah, he he was he was smoothie bitch, and so was Amber. Number three, the cape. Okay, That's I don't remember either me. of us saying that, but okay. Yeah. Number two, I am the walrus. She said may not have been one, but although I feel like you probably did because you loved I am the walrus. You said that like four times out of four times that episode. So yeah, it was a nice homage to the Beatles. That was pretty cool. Number one might have been me. I don't remember the beach house. Maybe you. I don't remember either. Again, write in more readily, Jess. I, we, we record these, I edit these, sometimes I listen to them, all already gone from my brain. Yeah. Next email, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure 2. This is good. I hope it's good. This was my favorite episode by far. Really? Listening to you guys try to make it through the smutty reading that lives only in the underbelly of the internet that is fan fiction, I could listen to this a hundred times. Thank you for this beautiful, beautiful gem of an episode. Nice. I'm so happy that we made Jess happy. I also love that episode, too. Yeah, it was a good one. I liked that one. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was one of the most fun ones for me. I didn't expect much, and it was awesome. Next email. We still have 12 emails left, (laughs) including this one. Best episode ever. Guys, forget everything I said about At Any Price being my favorite Zack Deck episode of all time. I don't remember what we talked about in At Any Price. We just talked about how much we loved it because it was just like such greatness of Zeph. That was it, I think. And my girl, Micah Monroe. I got to listen to that again. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure 2, in parentheses, which really should have been titled The Joes Read Smut on Air, (laughs) is the fire-ass episode I've been fucking waiting for. I know we're coming to an end, and this is the perfect way to go out. I'm here for it, and never again will I miss an episode when it's posted because this shit was fire. And then well, I'm glad you liked it. She put in a picture. Oh, oh my god, it's such it's it's Zeph that's like fan fiction created. Yep. With flames all around it. Yep. And a heart in the corner. It's like a new picture of Zeph. Like he's looking like, you know, mature and he has like blue steel going on. And then it says Zack Attack at the bottom. I love it. It's awesome. It's this is a so great good. picture. I wish it like I had like a Zack Attack Twitter so that could be like our avatar for it. I might <laughs> use it for my avatar on Discord for when we record so I just see it all the time. Thank you, Jess. Okay, next email. This has a little bit of a story. This is a, a little bit of a detour. It's not a Zack Efron story. She sent an email called Dick Pick. No text. This is all that's in there. Oh, oh, a circumcised and uncircumcised penis. Like a, a, med- a, a textbook from a science book, yes. Yeah. So here's here's the story behind this. So in my fantasy baseball league, which is very active, very competitive, very stressful. As stressful as a fantasy baseball league can oh be. Oh my god. No, it's 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 rough. <laughs> On the homepage for the league, there is a pic- a place for a picture. We had this gif up there of Pete Rose. Gif. 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 Back in the seventies, you know Pete Rose, right? He got in trouble for gambling on baseball. Yes. I know. In an all-star game, in an all-star game, which did not mean anything, he was rounding third, barreling toward home, and took out a catcher, Ray Fossey, and hurt Ray Fossey. And I don't know if Ray Fossey ever recovered or just missed a lot of time or whatever, but, like, in this all-star game, like, Pete Rose was such a competitive asshole that he rounded third. And well, he had money riding on the game, so... <laughs> probably. 
we have a gif of that, not a gif, GIF. a gif of that. GIF. Where as he's coming around third, it says, say you're sorry. Because we had <laughs> the guy who was our commissioner, or former commissioner, who had created the league, got really mad at all of us and demanded apologies. This. Demanded, he's like, say you're sorry. And we're like, well, we're not, like, I don't understand. And then he deleted our league. So all year <laughs> long, the main image on our homepage was this gif of Pete Rose circling third and it said say you're sorry like with every step that's amazing so then we have a friend in our league who lives in london he plays soccer over there they won a trophy or whatever he sent this like picture of like him and his team with this trophy cool yeah in our league if you come in last place we have like an actual physical trophy if you win the league and then also for last place we now have a trophy called the david and it's a statue of david and it just says it's the real bad trophy because this our friend's name his nickname is real like the real he's come in last four of seven years, four of eight years, or three of eight years, or something like that. It's overwhelming how not good at fantasy baseball he is. So yes. this past year, he came in last, he has the trophy, it's called the Real Bad Trophy. Okay. We made a rule in our league that if you have the trophy, at any point, somebody in the league can ask, how's David, or where's David, and then you have 12 hours to take a picture of you with David and basically prove it's a new picture, that like you're with the trophy, that he's not like in a box somewhere. Like You're supposed to yeah. like, sort of have it displayed in shame. Yes. So, his pictures, he keeps getting more and more frustrated with us, and his okay. pictures keep getting more and more filthy. To the point where he had his fiance take a picture of him buck naked with the David's trophy in front of his junk. I would have teabagged the trophy. I would have put my balls on the trophy because I think that would be funnier because then if I don't lose, then you have to have this bald trophy that oh, it's I had. T- it's, touched, it's touched all of his body, I'm sure. Okay. Cut back to the league homepage where my friend, who is now the commissioner, the new commissioner, the new league manager, is a graphic designer by trade. So he took the picture of my friend and his soccer team and photoshopped in him naked and put that at the top of the homepage. And so our entire league was like, we can't check this at work now. Can you change the picture? And so he changed the picture to this dick pic. This, I don't know what you had to search to get this, but this is, must have been a very common search. Within a span of three days, literally three days, it was the picture on our homepage, and then Jess emails me the picture. So when I got the this same email, picture. The same picture. So when I got this email, I lost my mind. It has to be like Google, like, I'm feeling lucky dick. Or like dick drawing or something. And then it like became penis, like yeah. more and more disgusting. Cartoon penis. Yes. Yeah. And then the picture became more and more disgusting every time people complained. I'm like, just stop complaining. And then we finally reverted back to an actual picture that, like, you can have up at work. When I saw this picture, that was a long roundabout way of saying, when I saw this picture, I was like, this is, like, fate. Like, this is, we're we're literally never going to be better than this because... We're never going to be better than this. This is a picture I've now seen twice in a week. So there we go. So thank you, Jess. Awesome. Okay, next email. Still 10 to go. Fan fiction. Side note. Now that you've survived reading a fan fiction rated M... You'll appreciate whatever else you read from now on so much more. I promise I won't read fanfiction ever again. Also, you should probably take a shower to wash off the stench of smutty writing, which is fair. Next email, Joe2. This is to you. Fuck you. My name isn't Montez. Damn it. She is so Montez. She was so Montez for a while. And then she signed the email Vagina Hudgens. Oh, oh, thank you. She can't quit you. No. So, okay. Next email... Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure 2 Fire-Ass Titles. Okay. 
she put this picture at the top, which she sent us before, but she flamified it even more. This is the yeah, the Zeph- flame the flame accents are really nice on these pictures, Jess. Thank you. This is I the Zeph them. picture from High School Musical Two. We throw in the sand. This is bet, bet on, on it. it, right? Yeah, bet on it. Yeah, it's the angsty picture. It says fire ass title, fire ass titles, and around the outside, there's just flames everywhere. Like Guy Fieri, love of flames flames it's awesome so there's a note in the list of ones that we typed up one of us said new york new you and then i think we were like we said that recently and she wrote in parentheses this was from the last episode liam said new york new sharpay so yes number five the nape of my neck which i feel like i think i think all five of these might be yours i don't remember number five the nape of my neck number four the most pleasurable feeling which i feel like we just lifted i think that was that was that was a chapter name like that we just i like that wasn't you know what i mean like that was yeah that's zephron lover 19 she gets credit for that number three with a serious tone that was me that was definitely me number two a long way from home i don't know and number one one special night which is also another chapter name i think yeah probably so zephron lover 19 uh, as though zephron lover 19 didn't get enough praise in that episode she once again won fire ass titles so minus not responding to us at all about Ugh. we just wanted to talk to her about this but she's okay. the real montez yeah there you go we could just blame zephron number 19 she's now the montez jess you can be gabriella again uh, the next email why i'm number one getting cocky here jess i gotta say yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we we took some many leaps in the five emails of this podcast. Okay. You can't retire and then be like, no, but I'm still the greatest. We're like, well, no, because I mean, like, Jenny is doing pretty great stuff. Yeah. You can't just up and quit. It's not name. a competition here, ladies. It's not a competition. <laughs> Jenny, we're going to get to Jenny's emails. Jenny does reference Jess, and she's very kind to Jess. So it's, it's a oh. one-way kindness street. Jess is just full of fire. She's got the okay. fire ass titles. Like, her life is now bordered by those flames from the fire ass titles. Like, <laughs> okay, good. her rage toward us, toward the world, it's just in all of these emails. Okay. I want both of you to know that I legit just looked at pictures of fucked up dicks for like five <laughs> minutes to try and find a good one to send to you, and I just couldn't do it. Maybe I'll get shit-faced and do it one day, but I'm stone-cold sober right now. This was sent at Friday on a Friday at 1.25pm, so like, <laughs> weird stuff going on, and I just can't bring myself to hit save and send. Okay, <laughs> but you did spend five minutes looking at fucked up dicks, <laughs> so that works for me. I'll take that. So she's... <laughs> I like that this world where she's okay looking at them for that long, but doesn't want us to have to look at one until we, she finds the perfect one. That's fair. Yeah, I like it. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Next email is from Jenny. Okay. Hate mail, winky face. Which I like. That's Jenny's trademark. Hate mail with a winky face. It's always hate mail. I like it. A little splash of sunshine. Yeah. Hi, guys. I hate that I'm the only one writing to you. Well, Jenny, let me tell you, as we just heard <laughs> the last 20 minutes, Jess Montez, back in a big way. But glad you're enjoying my emails. We are. I only managed to read the first six chapters of Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure 2, which means oh, that she, she read probably the bus ride and like 10 minutes of Earth time. Like, she, she didn't get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But kept thinking I'd read more and never did totally fair don't keep reading yeah we told you the title we remember we we outlined what chapters yes. we highlighted them in the episode so yeah she said i read kind of like joe does and i'm easily distracted by other stuff yeah now it's email time and i've procrastinated long enough i enjoyed hearing your review of it and imagined the scenes you read as a movie which you were doing too and you were like i know exactly how this would be directed right so. yeah it's it looked perfect in my head 
Maybe she can be the first AD. Like she can be the first assistant director if we make this into a movie. I like Jenny's, that. Yeah, Jenny's got the vision. She's we're good to go. Yeah. I was really surprised by the ending. How he could just love her and leave her. Fair. Yeah. My suggestions yeah. for fire ass titles are Two Weeks with Troy. Oh, good one. And Sharpay Evans Divergized. Another good one. <laughs> Yeah, I, for, I forgot that she even wrote Diverge. <laughs> I'm so, thank you. Thank it's you wonderful. for the laugh. Yeah, I forgot about the Diverge. I too was amused by Joe's crying and shirtless. So my guess is for next podcast, since I don't have much to go on, hint, hint, we'll go older age-wise with Robert Downey Jr., which is someone that I genuinely want to do, but we have not done yet. I don't know if he'd be a good fit for this or for me and Mike. I don't know. I just... I yeah. realized recently that I just love him in everything. Yeah, and that doesn't make it much fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same thing, it. like, the Hoffman guys love Philip Seymour Hoffman. They do, you know, they find all the good stuff in all his movies, which we kind of did for Cage, but, like, they're into all his movies because he's always, for the most part, really good in stuff. Like, yes, he's a good It's fun actor, to yeah. find people like Cage or Keanu or Zac Efron who are, like, good in a lot of things, but also just in terrible, terrible movies. And, like, yeah, not or... only are they in terrible movies, but, like, sometimes they're bad in movies. Not only, like, yes. like, Cage is genuinely pretty good in stuff, but, like, Zeph has had a rough go of it in some things, which is fun yeah. to... And I think, I do think that the two actors that we're doing next have been in bad stuff and good have stuff. Have a nice balance. Yes. Yeah. Like, just like Zeph. Like, I think the two guys we're gonna do next... You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have young. You're going to have older as mild hints. But yeah, that's what you're going to you're going to see a lot of them. But your mild hint is that these two people have aged. I said young <laughs> and a little bit older. So they're obviously not super old. OK, that's fair. Or George Clooney, which again is he's good in most things. I would like to watch more of his movies, but it's not interesting in terms of the smut that we read on here. He would never be even remotely attached to, like, a Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure 2. You know what I, I mean? Like, I think that you're way underestimating the fanfiction world, because I bet there's tons oh, I'm sure, I'm of sure. George Clooney fanfiction. But I don't see... I can't... Well... I'm trying to find, like, uh, like a six series of Kevin Bacon of getting from a Clooney movie to smut about Clooney. Because you know what I mean? Like, because we had to do the, the Google game for Sharpay, which is yeah. how we found Sharpay 2, which is how I found that there's fan fiction for that. You know what I mean? So, like, it's this whole, like, rabbit hole. I'm sure that there's smut out there about Clooney. I'm sure Jess Montez has read and maybe even written some smut about George Clooney. But <laughs> I feel like it would be harder to get there via a normal method. Yes. I think so. And then Jenny says, please write in again, Jess. Don't worry. Got that taken care of. She did. She just did. So good job. It yeah. sounds like they miss you. We do. We did. And I'm not like Sharpay wanting all the attention for myself, which Jenny, that's just like the sweetest thing. Stay yes. cool, guys. Jenny, a.k.a. fan number C, question mark. So I don't know what's going on here. I guess not numbers anymore. She's now C. We're going to be in Greek letters real soon. Oh, like, fan number I-I-I. Yes. Yeah. Next email also from Jenny. Another star ick pick. And as you know, fans of the show and Joe, you know we're going to get a picture of her cat, Ricky. Yeah, I want to see it. Coming at you right now. She writes, He's a cute bean. Look at his little teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Since you mentioned trying to fill up your email bag, here's an extra one. In this one, Ricky is in my husband's lap, so you know what that means. It's one of my favorite pictures of Rick. Hope you like it, too. Jenny. Yeah, he's, he's a cute cat. Upside down, smiling at the camera. Just as a side cat story note, yep. when my cats yawn, I like to put my finger in their mouth before they can stop, and it really freaks them out. I highly recommend trying it if you have a cat. My little yawn, like, he'll like yawn real big, and I'll just poke him in the back of the throat. 
so mean. That's the, I mean, I, I like to mildly annoy them. Like, I love them to death, but that's, you know, just mild annoyances. The last four emails are all from Jess. Okay. This email, in all capital letters, is called Jess Montez. <laughs> In the email, there are four pictures, or two pictures, I'm sorry. There are two pictures okay. in this email. There's that one. <laughs> it's just Zeph screaming as a wildcat. He looks insane. Oh, it's, it's Zeph screaming, and what is this? As Teddy. Is this in Neighbors? Yeah. yeah. She says, God damn it, guys. And then in all capital letters, I can't believe you would forsake me like this. I'm still here. So Montez of you to be angry about <laughs> it. Next email. Gabriella would never be angry about it. She would no. just have accepted it. She would just went to college. What, what Gabriella would do is give us the necklace back and walk away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Next email, side project. A podcast of just Joe 2 telling random ass stories about his life, almost like drunk history. I'm here to subscribe whenever it launches. You don't, You haven't even heard the good stuff. I'd like tone them down for this. Yeah. Joe tells me the stories he can't tell and the jokes he can't tell on air before we start recording just so that they're in my brain yes i yes. also i get a feeling that jess montez doesn't like me that she's only here for you that's fine <laughs> <laughs> next email baywatch fire ass titles she put in here the picture that she made originally for fire ass titles it is zeth on the beach bet on it fire ass titles Red circle on the top left, Zack Attack. Yeah. Num- I think these are mostly yours. Number five, Muscles, was yours. Number four, yes. Flocka, was yours. Yes. Number three, The Shark Bite, was yours. Yes. Number two, Beach Cop, I think was yours? Maybe. Number one was me, obviously. The best one, the one we ended on. Yes. Yes. Lifeguard Pursuit. Lifeguard Pursuit. Yeah, Lifeguard Pursuit was the best one. And the last email that we have, she says, The Bleepouts. She says, legit, my new favorite thing about this podcast, please use these in the future. We are not going to fucking use them. Please beep that. (laughs) So after she sent me all those emails, I talked to her on Gchat sometimes, and she said, when are you recording the next one? I'll deliver before then. I said, tomorrow, this was yesterday, you've delivered enough. We haven't recorded since your deluge. And she said, hopefully this gets me out of the hole for the remainder of the show. I said, we're week to week, baby. And she said, son of a... The, the bottom line is that we love you both, Jenny and We Jess. do. Anybody that writes in, thank you. Wait, have you ever talked about how similar their names are? No. We're just surrounded by a bunch of J's. I'm Joe, you're Joe, they're Jenny and Jess. We, that's, I, I don't know I don't know where to go with this. Like that's Yeah, that was it's it. It's a that's level of weird that I, I can't comprehend. Yeah. Game number two, that's the last email. That email segment was roughly 27 minutes long. I loved it, though. I love reading emails. That's my it favorite was part my of fa- this. That was the best. That was the yeah. best. So thank you both. Yes. Google game. Miracle okay. run. Zach Efron. No autocompletes. Let me go to actual Google. Let me see if there's a Oh, difference. really? Yeah. Damn. Can't play it. Nobody's searching for this movie. This movie if I would have searched exist. for it, I would have guessed. Let me just give my guesses anyways. Okay. Zach Efron autistic. Probably. Zach Efron run. I don't I don't I don't think run Miracle Run Run. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't think that would happen. Yeah, Zach Efron age. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm gonna and I'm, I would guess Zach Efron twin brother. Oh, okay. People so searching like for who he is, if it's actually his brother, so on and so forth. Yeah. Trailer game. There is a trailer for this movie, believe it or not. Oh, there is. Send it's it. only fifty seven. By seconds the way, before long. we get there, can we talk about the like the Patagonia commercial or should we like save that for like the shorts episode or what? Uh we'll save that for the shorts. Okay, cool. Zeph was in a trailer or, or a commercial for a sporty goods store with his actual brother, Dylan Efron. Yeah. Who yeah. Melissa says is cute. But then both Joe and then Jenny on her Facebook page, thank you, Jenny, for liking the page and commenting and stuff, also agrees with Joe, not even close. 
Not even close. It's just no, Zeph but... and then nobody else. Yeah, exactly. That's how I see it. Also, we never asked Jenny. We, we never asked Jenny how she found us. Oh yeah, Jenny, how'd you? I think. Wait, I think she just searched Zach Efron on iTunes. Uh, who knows? But either way, c- can you confirm in an email if you if you if you happen to send us another email and you hear this and you and I, I'm just curious how you found us. Yep. So if you search on YouTube, Miracle Run trailer. You can also watch the okay. whole movie on YouTube, which I did not know, but it's, it's out there. The video is called Miracle Run Trailer with Zac Efron. It's posted by a Zac Efron fan channel with 4,700 subscribers. This YouTube video has 25,000 views, which is crazy to me. Yeah, that's a little high. So here we go. Are you ready to play? This is, oh, by the way, the, the, like, the opening screen is like the non-French English over it version. Yep. So cool. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Three, two, one, play. Based on an inspiring true story, that's yeah, Zeph running as Forrest Gump right here. Steven. Oh, it's the speech from the end. So it's the, yeah, again, spoiling the movie. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to get any my mother was told clips what? of him as a kid like, before he was actually Zeph, you know what I mean? Life. No. Oh, they're like really focusing on Zeph in this. But she refused to I also wonder... Oh, there they are. They're the kids as kids. Yeah, there's the kids. Okay. I wonder if this was made actually by people... Do well, all these who aren't perfect get kicked out of the I, I wonder if this is like made by the movie or if this is like you a fan made trailer. No, this seems like an actual trailer. They're dealing with. Took you all the way to the Supreme Court if I have to. Like the voiceover speech part made it feel like a, a real one, you know? Yeah. Zeph laughing. There were a lot of. There we go. There were a lot of Running, different uh, screenshots uh, or you know, like moments that I, I thought about capturing episode picture and what yeah. i went with is obviously just him as rudy on on the shoulders of giants yeah that's that's a good one i like when he crosses the finish line that was a good one him shirtless in the door would have been a good one but yeah i get it okay next game is crying and shirtless and job and sport which we can't play because there is no next thing but we can recap these things so okay new sport we both said runner we are both right about that yes New jobs. I said that he sells lemonade. You said he's work study and sets up the hurdles on the track. So no we're lemonade wrong. in this movie at all. You were closer, but still not right. Okay. He doesn't really have a job in this movie, but yeah. He's too young. He's too young. She's too young. Oh, such a good lifetime movie. Such a good yes. lifetime movie. Holy moly. I love that movie. We watched that in, in middle school health class, I think. Or maybe high school health class. Oh, you did? Really? Yeah, yeah. She's too young. Well, you better prick them all, because I sure have. <laughs> Okay, my guess for Miracle Run, I said a horse movie? Question mark. I know it's not, but in my brain, I think it's a horse movie. I'm not yeah. going to guess like that because I'll be wildly off. I'm guessing he's a track runner in high school. And then you said, fuck you. I was going to use that one too. Damn it. Okay. But here's how it's different. I'm guessing he's special needs. Nailed it. Yeah. I think I knew that going in. I think I found somewhere in my brain that was what it was about, but I hadn't read it recently. So it was either a lucky guess or somewhere deep in my brain. So I'm going to take yeah. like half. I'm not going to take full credit for that. Take half credit. It's yeah. sort of like Rudy in that, which it is like Rudy because he gets lifted on the shoulders at the end. He'll cry because kids at school are mean to him. Check. And he's also going to cry in happiness at the end when he's inserted into a race at the end after the school is either won or lost by a lot, which doesn't happen because it's cross country. It's not track, but whatever. Yeah. And he gets to run the last leg or something and win the race, which he does. Kind of does. You're kind close. of does. You're really close, dude. Shirtless. I said, I don't think he'll be shirtless in this, but to play our game, Mary Louise Parker will give him a sponge bath as a doting mother, not in a sexual way. He can't bathe himself, which the no. only thing that's right about that is that it's a very innocent shirtlessness. Yes. Other than that, I'm not right at all. Okay. Your guess. 
I yes. think that Miracle Run is going to be a fan fiction version. <laughs> I can't even read this because it's so dumb. It's so wonderful. A fan fiction version of Forrest Gump. That's just the part where he's running the whole time. It's just yes. Forrest Gump running. Zeph yes. meets him. And then I asked, is Zeph playing Zac Efron or is he playing a character? And you said he's one of the characters that runs along Tom Hanks during Forrest Gump because it's fan fiction. You know, the part where he gets the shirt and wipes his face and makes that smiley face shirt. Zeph is wearing the shirt takes it off. And I said, so it's like a Mean Joe Green situation? You said, but in reverse. Zeph takes his shirt off, gives it to Tom Hanks, then Zeph later becomes the salesman of the smiley face shirts. When he makes all the money, he spends it all on cocaine and hookers. <laughs> I forgot how quickly this went off the rails. And they're at the scene afterwards at a racetrack, so it's a double miracle run. He's at the racetrack, and he realizes that all of his money is gone, and he makes one last bet or maybe it's a horse track, and he makes one last bet of $2 for this horse, and he wins like forty grand, and he won, and he's so excited he's crying. People pick him up, got that right, Yeah. and they're holding him in the air, and that's how he's shirtless and crying. So I got part of it right. I was pretty close. <laughs> we both got the part right that he got picked up in the air. I got other stuff right because I think I had read stuff about it. You got nothing I gave else a pure right, guess. but it's, a it's pure wonderful. Guess. And Jess even wrote in, your crying in shirtless was so good that Jess wrote in saying how much she loved it, so... Good. I'm glad she liked it. That's how my brain works normally. Like, these are the kind of thoughts I have at all times, and I have to, like, tone them down, act like Zeph running through the forest, look around a little bit, be a little (laughs) lost, come back to Earth. Letterboxd game. It is not in anyone's top four. Surprising no one. Yes. So, for reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road has been seen by 146,000 people. Miracle Run has been seen by how many people? 413. No. You gonna give me a higher or lower or anything? Like Lower. Um... 137. 132. Damn, see? That's all I needed. You're good at this game. I'm pretty decent. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand how you can be that good at that game. Well, shit. <laughs> I knew it's just guessing, but like... It's percentages, too, man. Like, you have to just, like, factor in... Okay, so you give me, like, the top bar. Right. And then I have to factor in, like, the time the movie was released, right? Because, like, newer years are obviously going to have a lot more. Just because the website's been around longer. Okay. Older ones are going to be a lot lower. Whether they appeal to men and women or just women, there obviously has to be a lot less women on Letterboxd because there's no girls on the internet. And... (laughs) And then you just, like, you know, do some numbers and take a guess. I was pretty close. 400 400 to 100, not that bad. And then I came within five. Like, that's a pretty good guess. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Last game we have to play is Fire Ass Titles. Oh, okay. I thought of one while watching the movie. I'm going to lead with that. I have one that's mildly insensitive. Can you just beep it out? Can I say it and can you beep it out? Yep, of course. Should I cut it in or can I just do it now? No, no, no. Don't cut it in because I want to know where it is for sure. I told you. I gotta beep it. I gotta beep it. I know you do. I, I'm just saying it, that that's that's obviously what I wanted to say. But okay. I kind of want to end there. Like I kind of want to just have one and just have it be the beeped one, and nobody knows what you said. But it's perfect. Yeah. Okay. We can keep going. It's not really insensitive. It's just a little insensitive. It was a little insensitive, and I and I just I knew it would definitely make you laugh, and it made me laugh thinking about it. <laughs> it's an insensitive pun, is what we can say. Yeah, kind of, yeah. The one that I thought of while watching the movie is Passing the Buck, because everybody in this is just like, oh, I'm not dealing with these kids. <laughs> They're all just like, you can handle them. And I just felt like watching the movie, like, everybody was just like, Passing the Buck, and just like, Passing the Buck of Autism. Like, I'm Passing the Buck, so that's my first fire I so go ahead. I just like The Run. Not Miracle Run, just The Run. I'm gonna do our weekly take from an existing movie and just call it Twins. Oh, 
Like the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito one? You got it. Okay, um, Brothers. Two Brothers. Do you watch Rick and Morty? No. Not yet. Okay. I will. It will make a lot more sense if you watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> well, Melissa will like that, I think. I think she watches but Rick and Morty. Two Brothers, and they're brothers. Okay. The Handyman. If this was a porn, that's what it would be called. The Handyman? Yeah, it's, like it's it. Aiden Quinn. How yeah. about pizza? How about pizza, 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 pizza? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking Little Caesars commercial. <laughs> what, what just happened? Oh, I'm out. We gotta end there. Okay. I, like, I blew I blew my load with the first one that you have to beep out. And... <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay, so that's the end of Miracle Run. Sorry that the uh, that the Fire Eyes movie titles weren't that great. I'm sorry. I ruined it for everyone else that listens. <laughs> I apologize. That was definitely my fault, but it was worth it for me <laughs> to get Joey to laugh that hard. It was. Oh, boy. So in two weeks, we will be back with the Clip Show episode. And that also means that on September 15th, the Zephys will be opened. Actually, you and I have to go talk about what categories this movie will be nominated for. Has to for. fit in. Yeah. Yeah, so so the Zephys are... I mean, we, we're not going to tell you any of the categories yet. They'll, There's they'll about be a surprise. 12, I think. Ob- some of them are very obvious yes. if you listen to the show. I mean, it, 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 you can piece them together, and some of them are based on like actual Oscar categories. Like, they're like I'll say, like there's two, like there's uh, best movie and best role are two of the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. But every every episode that we've done has is nominated for at least two things, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. Some of the shorter ones, maybe Entourage, and maybe If You Lived Here, You'd Be Home Now, are maybe just nominated for one thing. But we made an effort to try to get every actual. We mixed movie it all in. Nominated for something like, for everyone. Three or four things, and everything that we've covered has been nominated for at least one. So on the fifteenth, when we come back for our clip show, voting will be up. I think it'll be it'll be somewhere at cageclub.me. You can stuff the ballot box. There will be no recount. I won't start a commission to investigate voter fraud so whatever you want we'll be back in two weeks yeah clip show zephys will be open you can vote on them zephys on november 1st the last episode in our regularly scheduled scheduled phase one of zach attack oh so we have like a month and a half of voting possibilities too yes so i think so what we're gonna do so the next episode in two weeks is gonna be the clip show and the announcing the zephys october 1st will be that special thing that we're recording at your house october 15th is the new show announcement and saying, hey, you have one week left of Zephy's. Just a reminder, the cool. Zephy's close in one week. It'll be a quick one. And was, then yeah. we're going to record the Zephy's episode about a week before November 1st. And then on November 1st, we're going to release the Zephy's. Yes. End of phase one. Then a month from then, we will start our new podcast, one of them. and we'll At least one, yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm down. I like the timeline. That's a good timeline. You will know more as you need to know more, but we want you to vote on the Zephy's because there's going to be... I'm going to pick a winner. Joe's going to pick a winner. There's going to be a fan choice vote. We hope that yeah. you all vote. Stuff yes. the ballot box. Vote multiple times. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Like Joe said, we'll just, just get it in there. Yeah, so for all things... Put it in. <laughs> for, for, all, for all things Zach Attack, all the episodes that we've done, those next episodes that we're talking about, you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub or at cageclubpod on Twitter. You can see all the stuff that we've done, all the other shows on the network. I mentioned Mike before. We mentioned all his movies. So you can go listen to Shia LaBeouf podcast. You can go to the Seed Cage Club and Keanu Club and PSL of Hoffman and all the other shows on our network. Everything fun, free, easy to listen to. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you want to listen. Cageclub.me, Facebook.com slash cageclub and at cageclubpod on Twitter. And email us, zachattack at cageclub.me. Yes. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe. No, no. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Zach Attack.